Welcome to the Pacers Premium Podcast, Episode 6. I'm your humble and gracious host, Donnie Ray. And I like to start off every episode by saying, this is obviously a Pacers podcast, but what makes me different from all the other Pacers podcasts is I'm going to give that true, unfiltered, no fluff, no sugarcoating, no bullshit take on the Pacers. Unbiased. I'm going to just spit that real. Might say a couple cuss words here and there. Might say an N-word here or there. So if that's not what you are comfortable with, might as well just turn me off. But if that's what you're here for, I'm Donnie Ray, and let's get it. So, Pacers Premium Podcast, Episode 6. Pacers, they're currently at 6th in the East. Stills at 6th, at 21 and 12. They're one game back from Philly, who sits at 23 and 12. And they're four games ahead of Brooklyn, who sits at 16 and 15. They're currently on a two-game losing streak and a three-game road losing streak. And that resulted in them dropping down to the 12th spot in the ESPN power rankings. So, I mean, that was expected. I mean, they lost two games in a row. I kind of expected them to drop down in the rankings, so that was no surprise. But it was just like it's been different because, like I've said, like the past three or four weeks, been sixth in the East, 11th in the power rankings. So we actually just had some movement in the power rankings, no movement in the actual standings. But that just shows we need to pick it up. So game recaps. They beat the Pacers beat the Raptors last Monday in overtime, 120 to 115. We had six players in double figures. Aaron Holiday had 19 and 10. Jeremy Lamb had 12 and 14. Sabonis had 12 and 17. Now, I would personally like to see him get uh, a little more points. You know what I'm saying? A couple more points. But, I mean, he had 17 rebounds. I mean, hey, can't really complain about it. You know what I'm saying? There's just always a point where you can get better. But, I mean, he got 17 rebounds, 12 points. It's a double-double. I'm not really complaining about it. Just wish he would have done more. Uh, Miles Turner had 24 and 7. And he had to, like, five threes so i mean he had a good game and uh tj warren he had 20 uh 24 6 and 8 and like i said man when tj warren scores buckets we win games and he had six assists i was just talking about that last episode i wish he would get his assist numbers up so i don't know if somebody said something to him who knows he might have heard the Pacers premium podcast who knows <laughs> but i'm glad that he got his assist up you know what i'm saying I hope he continues that throughout the season because when he gets buckets, he's part of the uh, whole flow of the offense, facilitating all that. We win games. The proof is in the pudding. And uh, TJ McConnell, he had 12 points. So that just shows we had six players in double figures. Our whole team was clicking. And uh, Brogdon was out. So Holiday, he got the start. Holiday was clipping threes all game. Holiday is really starting to come into his zone, man. Just You can just tell he's getting real comfortable with the offense. Like I said before, he's starting to get real comfortable in his role. He's just starting to just get, like I said, just get comfortable and know who he is as a player. And I'm all here for it. UCLA product. I fuck with the Holiday. I fuck with Drew Holiday. Justin, he be killing too. There be games he come in, knock down them little clutch threes. Now, he's not as much of a force on the court as his two brothers but justin holiday still be doing the thing too so i'm glad we got aaron holiday i'm glad he's starting to get comfortable and i'm excited to see 
where the Patriots go from here with that. So wasn't not wasn't much more to really be said about that game. You know what I'm saying? Pacers pretty much led all the way into the fourth, and then uh, ended up pulling it out. Aaron Holiday knocked down some clutch threes. It was just a good win without Brogdon. Just pretty much that's it's a good tough game, good win for us. So then that was on the 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve, and then Christmas passes. They go down to South Beach to play the Heat on Friday, and. Unfortunately, Pacers, we lost to the Heat, 112 to 113. Brogdon was still out. But one of the things that caught my eye when I was looking at the box score is um, we had seven people in double figures, but it just wasn't enough. Aaron Holiday, 17 and 9. Jeremy Lamb, 18 and 4. You know what I'm saying? McDermott, 14 and 2. Uh, Miles Turner 13 and 4 or 13 and 6 rather TJ Warren 16 and 4 Justin Holiday 11 and 1 Sumner had 11 and 4 so you know what I'm saying it's just like that just shows that hey we was trying we was out there it was a hard fall game it just seemed like to me that Miami just had maybe just like a little bit more energy just because it was like a home game and I had <coughs> excuse me I had said on the last podcast that I personally thought that Miami would come out a little stagnant and a little like maybe like hung over from the long uh, weekend they had, you know what I'm saying? Not weekend, but long break. They had Christmas and all that. You know what I'm saying? Down in uh, South Beach, Miami chilling. They might have been a little hung over or whatever, but it turns out that's not the case. They came out with a ton of energy and I just felt like they had was pretty much just like a little more energy energy than us. The whole game and it showed just they beat us by one point. But also, too, that game could have easily been ours, too. You know what I'm saying? Like Dragic, he hit a fucking lucky ass runner that gave them the lead. And then Aaron Holiday, he turns around and missed like a layup. And it, like he did like a uh, he spun around and it seemed like he was kind of just like had a wide open lane to the basket. But he might have took off a little bit too early. And tried to lay it up with his left hand and it was just a bad miss. But he it seems like he should have hit that layup, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, if Dragic doesn't hit that lucky shit, Holiday knocks down a layup that he should hit, we could win that game. And also, too, we couldn't defend the three-point line. Like it seemed like every time down, they're just knocking down threes. Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, you know what I'm saying? Dragic, somebody was knocking out a three. Jimmy Butler just seemed like we couldn't defend the three-point line. And also, those fucking offensive rebounds. Like, looking at the box score, bro, we had two offensive rebounds to their fucking 14. That's ridiculous. And I say it every fucking episode. Every episode. These little fucking things. Shit like that is the reasons why we lose these games to the good teams. You know what I'm saying? The Heat is what? They're, they're second in the East. You know what I'm saying? And we just fucking lost to them just by one point. And it's just these little things. Offensive rebounds, 2-14. to 14. That's ridiculous. Like I said, not defending the three-point line. Stuff like that. Those are going to be the reasons why we can't beat these good teams. And why we're going to stay in the bottom half of the East. And not be any legit contenders. You know what I'm saying? If we don't pick these things up so 
lost on Friday. Then they travel to New Orleans on Saturday and get fucking stomped out by the Pelicans. Lost 98 to 120. Brogdon was still out. You know what I'm saying? And we had seven players in double figures last game. The Pelicans had seven players in double figures this game compared to our two players in double figures. We had Aaron Holiday. I mean, excuse me, compared to our three players in double figures. We had Aaron Holiday, who had 25. Sabonis, who had 15 and 6. And TJ Warren, who had 20 and 1. And it's just like, we couldn't buy a basket. I've said that before, but we just, we couldn't even, we didn't break 100. 98, so close, but we didn't break 100. And we just couldn't knock down any shots. And the three-pointers as well, they were killing us. We shot fucking 21% from three compared to New Orleans, 43% from three. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? When it's just not our night, it's, you know, some nights are going to be like that, but it just, it was ridiculous. And I'm talking like the end of the ending score looks bad, but honestly, it didn't really get that bad until about halfway through the third. You know what I'm saying? We were going back and forth, but until then, and once it got to like halfway through the third, they kind of just took off from us. So, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> back to, is the first back-to-back loss for the Pacers since the beginning of the season when they lost three in a row. So that's kind of concerning. Um, maybe it's just like I said, the holiday break we got from Tuesday to Friday off. Maybe that threw them off. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But we need to pick that up. We got a game on Tuesday against the Sixers. That's going to be a tough game. I'm talk about that later. But it's just like we need to pick this up. We shouldn't be losing back-to-back games, especially when one of the back-to-back games is the fucking Pelicans. That's like no disrespect to the Pelicans, but you know what I'm saying? We shouldn't be losing to the Pelicans. So, speaking of Pelicans, apparently Zion, you know what I'm saying, he dunked in the warm-ups before the Pacers game. So, who knows? I personally think they're talking about he's going to come back before, I mean, after the new year. So, I mean, that's obvious because it's just obvious. There's only one day left. But if they don't have any serious playoff contention, I honestly don't see the point. So I'm not going to get too much deep into that. I just want to touch on that real quick because they said it was the first time he dunked, you know what I'm saying, in public view since his injury. So I just want to speak on that. And it was against the Pacers. But this is a Pacers podcast. So I'm not going to talk too much about that. But just like I said, if they don't have any serious playoff contention, they might as well shut down Zion and let him get fully in the NBA shape, work him out, stuff like that. Because I don't see the point in risking an injury. That's just my take on that. So, speaking of the Pelicans game, two, the Holiday brothers were the first brothers, three brothers, to all play on an NBA floor at once. 
You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was interesting. And another thing is like they genuinely fuck with each other. Like all three of them, Aaron, Justin, Drew, like they genuinely all fuck with each other. And you know what I'm saying? Motherfucker might be like, duh, but now you don't always see that like brothers and sisters like like <clears throat> I got a sister and they're like that's my nigga we cool but like you know what I'm saying we don't talk like that and I, I feel like they talk all the time you know what I'm saying like I feel like their connection like they genuinely are like friends you know what I'm saying like me and my sister I wouldn't say are like friends like that's my sister I love my sister I fuck with my sister you know what I'm saying but I feel like they're genuinely friends like if they weren't brothers they would still be cool type shit you know what I'm saying so I feel like they genuinely fuck with some fuck with each other and that's interesting and it was interesting i was watching i don't even remember what game it was but they asked what their um they asked uh aaron what his dream team like three uh three and three would be and he said him and his brothers and it's just like you know what i'm saying like that shows like they genuinely fuck with each other and i just like i don't know i just wanted to bring that up i just thought that's interesting i just fuck with that because you don't you don't see that all the time you know what i'm saying so i fuck with that and make sure make sure pace of fans pace of nation we go out there and we vote for at least sabonis for the all-star game he deserves it come on let's get him to the all-star game i voted for brogdon as well but let's go out there and make sure we voting to get our pace of players in the all-star game we need to make sure we represent and at least get at least one pace of player into the all-star game you know what i'm saying we got to get at least one man so make sure you voting on google go to nba website vote from your phone i voted three different times shit just get out there vote for sabonis man he deserves it man he's fucking he's fourth in the league and rebounding at 13 and a half you know what i'm saying he's ranked third in power forwards and efficiency uh at 25.8 percent and he's only behind Giannis and Anthony Davis. So come on, man. Let's go out there and vote for Sabonis, man. He deserves it. Let's get him to the All-Star game. So, Sabonis signed a big contract in the preseason, offseason, whatever you want to call it. And the year before that, Miles Turner signed a big contract. And I'm not going to talk too much about it because we talk about Miles every week. But it's just been reports. Like we're talking about the trades. There's been reports that the Pacers are reluctant. <clears throat> Pacers are reluctant to trade Miles Turner. And he's been picking up his game. You know what I'm saying? He's been picking up his game. Hey. Like I said, people think I hate Miles Turner. I don't hate Miles Turner. I just call it how I see it. So games, when Miles wasn't performing, I call him out on it. Games he's been performing, I give him his props. So he's been performing lately, and he's shutting me up. Hey, I'm not one to admit, not to admit when they was wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I might have been wrong. It's still the verdict's up in the air, but he's proving me wrong right now. He's been picking it up, and I hope he continues to prove me wrong. I want to be wrong when it comes to Miles Turner. I don't have nothing against him. I just want the Pacers to win championships. That's it. That is it. 
That's it. I want the Indiana Pacers to win a fucking championship. That's it, bro. That's it. I'm hard as fuck on people because that's what I want, bro. I know what we're doing now doesn't hasn't got us to where I want to be. So I'm always going to have an opinion on what we should be doing. So, hey, I'm entitled to my opinion and I'm going to give it. <laughs> so I don't have anything personally against Miles Turner. I just want us to win championships. And when I feel like things aren't working in the best to win us that, hey, I'm going to speak on it, bro. You're not performing. I'm going to speak on it. Hey, like I said, this Pacer Premium Podcast, I'm not going to hold my tongue. No sugarcoating, no fluff, no bias. So when you do good, I'm going to give you props. When you do bad, I'm going to talk about it. It just is what it is. So, Miles seems to not be going nowhere. And I'm not mad about that. So, injury report. Edmund Sumner. He's injured. I guess he injured his knee versus the Pelicans. And he's listed as day-to-day. Malcolm Brogdon. He injured his groin versus the Bucks. So he's still listed as day-to-day. And obviously, Vic, he's still hurt. And I guess ESPN reported on Christmas that Vic would be back late January, early February. But the Pacers are saying that there's still no timeline. There's been interviews with uh, Nate McMillan. You know what I'm saying? And he's saying uh, there's still no timeline. But there's, like, it's just the word around town is that he's going to come back late January early February I still like I've been saying I don't think he's gonna be back till after the all-star break that's what I've been saying I'm still believing that so we'll just have to see you know what I'm saying and like some people are saying that like the Pacers they're not really legit contenders I don't agree with that but like some of the talk is that the Pacers aren't really legit contenders this year so they may as well just make sure they take their time with Vic. But my argument with that would be is this is actually probably one of their, like, the best time for them to strike. Because next year, what, KD's going to be back with, you know, Brooklyn. They're going to be the favorite to win it out the East, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, this is probably the best year to strike. I feel like the East is like extremely competitive this year. So like everybody is more on the same playing field type shit. So I feel like this is actually their best year to strike. So I actually want, I don't want to hurry Vic back, but I'm excited for Vic to get back and us to get to full strength and see where the Pacers can go. Cause I don't see any reason why we can't make the Eastern conference finals at full strength man like we're just better man hey well we, we made what second round two years ago lost to cleveland we got swept last year by boston but you know what i'm saying like we got to a game seven with cleveland who ended up going to the finals you know what i'm saying so it's like our team is better than that team so I don't see any reason that obviously other teams have gotten better, but I don't see any reason why we can't compete and get to an Eastern Conference Finals. So it'll just be interesting to see that. Now, that was an injury report. And I always like to do my weekly predictions. Patriots, they got three games this week. Now, last week, I ended at 11-4. and four. So after... 
well the week before last but after last week i'm sitting at 12 and 6 on my predictions so my numbers is going down i need to pick that up but predictions <laughs> anyway pacers they played the 76ers on tuesday new year's eve home game for the pacers Last time the Pacers played the Sixers, B had 32 and 11. So they need to make sure that's the focus. Focus on shutting down B because he can't be doing that shit to us. Like he was just doing whatever he wanted up and down the floor. And we can't be having that. So the only injury that Philly has is uh, Matthijs Thibault. And I feel like Pacers coming off a little break, two game, two day break, Sunday, Monday. They lost two in a row. It's going to be a home game. I feel like they'll come in with some energy and I feel like they'll beat Philly. Now, it's definitely going to be a tough game. It's always a tough game with Philly, but I feel like we'll definitely beat them. I feel like we're going to have like the energy come out and want to prove something. Especially Miles, since people were talking shit about him last time. I was talking shit too. People were talking shit about that five and five game against Philly. So I feel like he'll want to come out and shut up the critics. And he's already on his way to doing that, like I already said earlier. But I feel like he just might have a chip on his shoulder and want to come out and really ball out. So I'm hoping that's the case. I'm saying the Pacers are going to win that. So then the Pacers played the Denver Nuggets on Thursday. That's a home game. The Nuggets are second in the West at 23 and 9. Gary Harris is listed as day to day. And Michael Porter Jr. started last game. He scored 19. So he's um, coming on. And they're actually talking that he may overtake Gary Harris in the starting lineup. I guess that's what Mike Malone like might have like specifically said. That they may eventually end up happening. I guess Gary Harris isn't having the type of year. I didn't really look too much into it. His Pacer podcast wasn't too concerned with it. But that would just be interesting to see. And I hope that Michael Porter can stay healthy and ball out. Because I remember that he was like one of the top recruits. Like, he was definitely recruited higher than Zion. You know what I'm saying? I mean, rated higher than Zion and just all them. He was just one of the top. He might have been like number one at one point. So, it would just be interesting to see what happens to him is he it's crazy because he kind of moved like slow to me but he just i don't know so interesting to see what happens with him but uh paul Millsap is out with an injury and i'm just guessing unfortunately i think that we're gonna lose that game even though it's a home game for us you know what i'm saying i just don't have too much faith in us right now against teams in the west especially the number two team in the west and you know what i'm saying like okay people be like well we just beat the lakers but in all fairness the lakers weren't at full strength you know what i'm saying and denver they're gonna be pretty much at full strength they don't have my Millsap and gary harris but they have a lot of depth and they still gonna have Jokic. they still gonna have jamal murray i just feel like that's just a game we're going to lose. Like, you win some, you lose some. And I just feel like that's going to be a game that we lose. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't know. That's just how I'm feeling. So then, 
on uh, Saturday, Patriots play the Hawks. Now, that's an away game. Trey Young is day-to-day with an ankle injury. Jabari Parker's day-to-day with an ankle injury. And those are two of the three players, you know what I'm saying, who had 20-plus points last time. I said it last episode, and I said it the episode after they played the Hawks. They had three players and uh, get 20-plus points last time. Jabari Parker, DeAndre Hunter, and Trey Young. So two of those players, they're hurt and may not even play against us. So I'm saying we're going to win that game. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be a hard fall game or what, but I don't have faith in the Hawks. We're a better team than the Hawks. We should win that game. So fantasy pickups. Pacers Premium Podcast. I like to end every episode with fantasy pickups. You know what I'm saying? And fantasy pickups for this week. Obviously, I just talked about one a little earlier. But Michael Porter Jr., man, he hasn't been getting that many minutes, so he might still be on the waiver wire. He might be still want to put him on the watch list for standard leagues, but deep leagues, he's probably a pickup. Like I said, he just dropped 19 points last game on 8 of 10 shooting. So that's somebody you want to keep your eye out on. And like I said, they're saying he might take over Gary Harris' spot in the starting lineup. Tell you, he was a top prospect at one point before his injuries. Keep an eye out on him. And then Isaiah Hartenstein on the Rockets. I actually picked him up, and I'm glad I did. But he had 17 and 9 last night. And Clint Capella and Tyson Chandler are out. So that's opening up minutes for him. And even when Tyson Chandler's head, I mean, <laughs> even when Tyson Chandler's healthy, he's still limited to 10 to 15 minutes. He's an old ass nigga. They want to keep him healthy for the playoffs. So that just still shows even when Capella and Tyson Chandler are healthy, there's still going to be minutes for him. And he's athletic. He can shoot. That's the type of big man that D'Antoni likes. Keep an eye out on him. Uh, Namaja Balika on the Timberwolves. He scored 27 last night. He might have got dropped. He was... uh, when Bagley came back, yeah, that's what it was. He might uh, got dropped when Bagley came back. But 27 points last night. He dropped 13 points in the first quarter when he played the Pacers. He's a hooper. Check him out. Damian Lee, you know what I'm saying, on the Warriors. Been killing the last two weeks. Uh, Alex Burks may get moved, so that may open up more minutes for him. They're saying uh, Damian Lee's still on two-way contract, but he's Curry basically said him and Kai Bowman are guaranteed. Uh, full contract so he's gonna get more minutes uh, Kevin Porter Jr look for him Cavs may go full blown young mode you know what I'm saying so check him out might wanna keep an eye on him at least put him on your watch list that's like stand. he's more like a standard league pickup cause he probably he's definitely picked up in deeper leagues but those are just some fantasy pickups and I was going to say something about IU basketball. I don't remember exactly what it was. I don't remember. But just IU basketball, man, they've been killing. Oh, it was what? People was talking shit about. <laughs> they was just talking shit about Archie Miller. And I guess. Uh, so, like I said, I didn't uh, look too much into it. But I guess there was like a 
a stupid ass player they might have lost the game over some free throws or something and i was just listening to dan dockage and he, they was just talking about how like maybe the iu players are a little bit too comfortable with archie miller because he's like they felt like that type of play shouldn't have happened and it's just something like a, maybe it was like a senior or something that it happened with or whatever but they're just talking about that type of play shouldn't have happened and just archie miller may not be the guy it come down hard on the players and hold them accountable for those type of things so i thought that was interesting so hit me up what do y'all think about that iu basketball how you think they're doing i know this is a patient podcast but it's all indiana basketball so i just want to see what the people think about that how y'all think i use iu basketball is doing if you think how far you think they can get in uh the tournament if they make the tournament it seems like they probably will last time i checked they was like eight and one or nine and one or something like that but it'll just be interested to see and what do you think about archie miller i never was too um i don't want to say impressed but for lack of a better word right now i was never too impressed with the archie miller signing like i came from dayton i mean i was never i just rather have got somebody else uh people were there talking about steve offered at the time i don't fuck with steve offer like that he was ucla coach he didn't un, he was underwhelming there so i wasn't too um hell bent on no indiana type signing like that but i wasn't impressed with that archie miller signing and i just i kind of agree with it he just doesn't seem like the type of guy that you're you don't i don't want to say scared of but like that's the type of thing like a type of coach where you like oh i like this coach i don't want to fuck up like i I gotta get this right like i want to do this for my coach like i don't want him talking shit to me like sometimes like that type of thing is what you need like you want to be not scared but it's just like you know like this coach is serious and i don't feel like maybe some of the players are not feeling like archie miller is that serious or like he's gonna hold them accountable or whatever and that's what it seems like that's how what i'm hearing like i said i haven't watched too much iu basketball i only watched a couple games i didn't do too much research about it but just that's interesting and i just want to see what the people think is that really how it how it is or is it just Dan Dock is talking shit or just whatever? Just so just let me know what y'all think about IU basketball. Hit me up about that. What do you think about Archie Miller? How far you think they can go in the tournament? How well you think they're gonna do? So hit me up about that. But this has been the Pacers Premium Podcast, episode six. Make sure you follow me on social media. At Black on Black. That's on Instagram and Twitter. B-L-A-C-K on B-L-A-C-C. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate us. Yeah, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, SoundCloud. Make sure you rate us, like us, five stars. Like my man Bomani Jones says, if you give us anything less than five stars, I am inclined to believe you are a hater. So, like I said, this has been the Pacers Premium Podcast. Episode 6 We out this bitch <laughs>